Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Time out when there's gaps in coverage. Every team needs a player that they can count on to help out. Aflac Supplemental Insurance can help close the gap between what health insurance covers and what it doesn't. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Aflac pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. Get help with expenses that health insurance does not cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Let's get to Rich Eisen, popular host of NFL Network and The Rich Eisen Show, available on Roku. Rich on the call. Dolphins Chiefs from Germany. That'll be Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern. Dan Orlovsky and uh, Jason McCourty will be part of the broadcast. Rich joins us now. Let me hit you with the first question. Do the Steelers know what they have in Kenny Pickett? Um, I think what they have in Kenny Pickett, yeah, they they they, they have a, a kid who's still you know um, learning, uh, growing, and has a knack in the fourth quarter that if he's close, he's going to get it done. Like uh, it's kind of like Pickett time in the fourth quarter. So keep it close. They've got a great defense. They don't take nearly as many risks as maybe they should with such a great defense. They play close to the vest. And in terms of what they have with Kenny Pickett is is just a guy who's still learning. I mean, I had Jared Goff on my show the other day, Dan, and I said, you're the perfect guy to ask. How long do you think it takes for a quarterback to be evaluated? Mm-hmm. I mean, when he went to Detroit, we all know everybody thought he was basically being excommunicated there. And, and Detroit, if they were ever going to get good, would probably have to go with somebody else. At least that was the general sense of things. And look at him now. He said three years. Uh, I just don't think that may be realistic. Uh, in this day and age, but so I think that's what they think they have in Pickett. Yeah, it feels like they give you two years. That's that's it yeah. used to be three years, and then these rookies in their third year would mm-hmm. get to play. You know, they held them out for you know at least one year. It was rare when you right. didn't it didn't start. But it, yeah, I'm 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 not sure what they have, but that offense has been bad. Like it's you know Pickett's thrown for two seventy five or more once in his career. He's thrown for multiple right. touchdowns once in his career. Is it him? Is it the system? They do have some offensive weapons there. Is it the offensive coordinator? 
uh, I think you ask a Steeler fan, they give you the answer who it is. <laughs> yes. You know, they blame Canada like it's, you know, South Park, um, you know, or Team America. So bottom line is, uh, does it matter, I guess, at this point in time? Uh, I guess it matters if you're going to end up taking on either one of the teams that I'm going to be seeing here in Germany. Um, you know, you're going to end up having to put up 21, maybe 28 to win a football game. Yeah. And that seems to be a challenge for them. But right now, despite being outpointed uh, or out uh, outgained, right? Uh, I think I saw that on Schefter's Twitter account today that uh, they're the the only team in the history of the NFL to be outgained as much as they've been outgained through eight games to have a winning record through those eight. Yeah. Um, and that that's a testament to the defense and probably Tomlin, I would say. All right, give me the storyline. Obviously, a marquee matchup that you have in Germany. Yeah. But what do you think the one storyline is? The major one is. I think the major storyline is um, this Dolphins uh, offense against the Chiefs defense because the Chiefs defense has been the unit that has this team at six and two, which is remarkable to say when there's Mahomes and Kelsey on the offensive side. But it has been uh, Spagnolo's defense that has carried the day so far for the Chiefs. And uh, they're known for playing man-to-man coverage. And we had our production meeting with uh, Tyreek Hill yesterday and asked him if he expects to see man coverage, and he smiled. <laughs> you know, so um, that's it right there, is how will this Chiefs defense cause Tua to hold the ball for the proverbial extra second? And if they do play man defense, what happens when their former teammate comes in? You know, we had uh, a conversation as a production staff with, Uh, Travis Kelsey yesterday and I even said to him hey are you telling any of these young kids on your defense there's a ton of first and second year players on that defense in the back end um, who were not on the team when Tyreek Hill was practicing against them like hey you know like uh, do you tell them get ready because there's no simulating this (laughs) and he laughed and he's like you know I, I believe in my guys he gave the I believe in my God speech but but he, he understands, uh, and I think uh, everybody who has a set of eyes understands what happens when the cheetah gets out there. And um, and he'll be there, and it'll be – that's that's the, the key, I think, to this game. But there's fast, and then there's fast mm-hmm. guy. Fa- when, when a fast guy says Tyreek Hill is fast, like that, yeah. then it resonates with me because there's a lot of guys who are fast, but there are guys in the NFL who are really fast, and then they talk uh-huh. about Tyreek Hill fast. Uh huh. Like they, there's no simulating it in practice. There's no getting ready for it. There's just only experiencing it when you see it. And we just came back from a, our meeting with Mike McDaniel of the Dolphins. Um, and he, it was just awesome chatting with him too, Dan, just to, you know, uh, get to get to hear him talk and his philosophies and things of that nature. Um, and the thing that he talked about about Tyreek Hill, not just his speed, but was his his smartness, his brilliance in understanding the game and how he worked on fundamentals this offseason that he's putting into play right now. And I asked him what he meant by that. And he talked about how he could position his feet pre-snap and also read defenses in a certain way with the understanding that Tua is trying to on the fly adjust to the fastest player in the game and what he's doing mm. and how there's a connectivity between Hill and Tua that didn't exist last year. And I think we're seeing it. And again, that that's why I choose this as the key to Sunday's game. Rich Eisen, NFL Network host. He'll be on the call with Dan Orlovsky, Jason McCourty. 
That will be Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern from Germany. He, of course, is the host of the Rich Eisen Show on Roku. How did the Raiders fix the Raiders? Oh, gosh. Great question. Um, I think um, what they did on Tuesday was a start, that it clearly wasn't working. And fixing it is to find, I think, the right coach, um, general manager combination. Um, And the one that I mentioned on my show, if I was the owner of any team in the AFC West, my first order of business when interviewing a head coach is, how are you going to stop Patrick Mahomes? How are you going to keep the Chiefs from beating our brains in? And... um, the guy I think that might have the answer to that is is Lou Anarumo, the defensive coordinator in Cincinnati. Um, he's the one who has actually done this and done it effectively. And, mm. um, you know, he also is from Staten Island, my hometown, <laughs> and also a hometown of your wife's, you know. And um, and and maybe the, the guy whose dad sounded like he was straight out of Brooklyn, because he was, might actually – uh, want to go to that sort of mentality, that sort of system, and a guy who's like, I know how to beat Mahomes or at least do my best. Let's figure out a way offensively to find the right quarterback because I think for sure it ain't Jimmy G, and and start from there. It's it's very easier said than done, um, but that would be my plan if I'm Mark Davis. The tricky part with this, when we elevate a coordinator, yes, they deserve it or they should get an interview. Not everybody should be a head coach. Josh right. McDaniels is not a head coach. He's a coordinator. And to be a head coach, you've got to be a CEO. And not everybody can do it. You can be a coordinator and be six. It's like being a pitching coach where you go, man, Leo Mazzoni's an unbelievable pitching coach. But he's not, you know, Bobby Cox. You're, you, sometimes you know what you do well, and then we try to mm-hmm. elevate you and to go, hey, Eric Bieniemy deserves a chance. Okay, deserves a chance to be interviewed. Uh, but does is he going to be a head coach? I, I I think we get into we hire people sometimes who aren't ready to do it, or they're they're just yeah. not capable of doing it, even though they're really good at being an offensive or defensive coordinator. And I guess that is the key of 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 what you would have to unearth when you're doing these interviews. Again, just having met with McDaniel, obviously that's in my mind because it was just about an hour and a half ago. Clearly, he understands the scheme and football. He was talking about how he was uh, focused on being a head coach in the NFL. when he, He's called it obsessed when he was four years old, is what he said. <laughs> he just remembers that's all he's wanted to do. So clearly, he has a brilliance when it comes to scheming. The question was, what about the CEO portion of it, as you mentioned, the, the relating to players portion of it? And he, at one point in time, when Jason McCourty, who is part of the team, as you mentioned, talked about a scheme and how that's worked with Tua, he he stopped, oh, this is what it was, how he said that the Chiefs defense, McDaniel said, um, is excellent at so many other things, but they haven't seen everything yet, is what he said. And he kind of looked, as McDaniel would, comedically around the room, and I even said, like, that sounds like a line that deserves some theme music to it. And McCourty followed up, assuming he meant scheme, and McDaniel stopped him and he said, Actually, what I was talking about that the Chiefs haven't seen is an accurate thrower of the football who throws left-handed. And he pushed back saying it's the players that make this work, and it's him as a coach whose job it is to make them great in their small window of time. And how he takes the responsibility on himself 
for the players. And we were kind of sitting there, even Stacy Dales, uh, who is part of our broadcast team. And when I say even Stacy Dales, I'm referring to the fact that she, a great player at Oklahoma, her jerseys in the rafters and is somebody who spent many successful years in the WNBA. She said she never had a coach who sounded like McDaniel when she was in the pros and how she would have loved to have played for someone like him. Now, the question is, is how did the Dolphins know that that's that sort of guy that you're referring to, Dan, yeah. right? Like, yeah. he sounds like he's got everything as a coordinator, but what about, or a schemer, what about that portion? And I, I don't know if he showed that to Stephen Ross in a meeting or whatever, but he's got it. And the question is, how do you determine that? You're right. It's a key question. I'll leave you with this. Mike Florio on Pro Football Talk put this yes. out there a couple of days ago that yeah. could he see the commanders trading for Bill Belichick? Right. And yeah. Belichick come in and, you know, the new owner, I think Ron Rivera will, will be replaced. But if you brought in Belichick, Lombardi ended his career in Washington, D.C. But could you see Bill Belichick wanting this challenge and that they would trade for him? Well, I'm seeing him here next week. We're sticking around in Germany for Colts and um, and Patriots. Um, I'll I'll try and glean that for you, but I don't imagine he'll wear it on his sleeve, DP. But but um, is he different though, Rich? In in those production meetings, if you're there with Belichick, is he a little more right. effusive? Where I have not had a production meeting with him. I, I did spend two days with him on the set of the NFL 100 and NFL Films, and he was just a dynamite awesome storyteller and completely different from the guy that you see on the podium 100%. But my, my only sense of it is if the commander's actions of the trade deadline were in fact born out of um, some form of money ball or some sort of, you know, mm. the process that, that Josh Harris has brought from Philadelphia, that's a general sense amongst the, you know, information community that there were some number crunchers and let's get more draft picks as opposed to hanging on to the players that you hope your draft picks are going to turn into in sweat <laughs> and chase young. That if this is the philosophy that is in fact ruling the commander's decision-making, is that a spot that Belichick wants to go to? I don't know. You know, like there's a lot to come out in the wash here. Um, but, um, I, I, I don't know the answer to that question. Obviously, nobody does. I, I find it hard to believe um, Belichick anywhere else, quite frankly, but we'll see. I, I, you know what? We were talking about this uh, on the car ride over to the Dolphins facility with Wembanyama doing what he did last night. And, like, you know, Belichick must be looking around saying, how do I get one of them, you know, in my final years is coaching like Popovich got. Can he get Caleb Williams? Can I get Caleb Williams, you know, like the same way that Pop got Wembanyama? So, again, we don't know how this is going to play out for the Patriots and what draft choice they're going to hold and and anything like that. Uh, but it just if they're making decisions based on, well, let's play Moneyball, let's get all these draft choices, I don't know if that's, uh, if that's Bill's bag or not. Good to talk to you. Thank you, buddy. Same to you, DP. Thanks, brother. All right. Uh, Rich Eisen will be on the call, NFL Network. It'll be uh, 9.30 a.m. Eastern, and that'll be the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Dan Orlovsky, Jason McCourty, and um, Rich Eisen show Monday through Friday from noon to 3 Eastern on Roku Channel. And it's the 20th anniversary of NFL Network this Saturday. 
Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Basketball fans know that things can be a little crazy this time of the year. Anything can happen. Last-minute buzzer beaters. Gaps in health coverage. But when the last one happens, you need Affleck to help you bounce back from the expenses health insurance doesn't cover. You may have seen the Affleck duck working with some pretty famous coaches. But did you know Affleck is a leader in supplemental insurance? Look, health insurance wasn't designed to cover everything. So when an illness or injury happens... You can be hit with medical bills that some people don't have the cash on hand to pay. That's where Affleck comes in to help. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Affleck pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. It's never a good idea to try to play through an injury or illness, and that's why you got to level up your defense. When there's gaps in health coverage, Affleck has the assist for you. Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. We were just talking about spring training, playing baseball, going to baseball games, playing softball, and I just brought back that taste when you're there at a spring training game and you get to have a Miller Lite. It's a warm afternoon, Scottsdale, Arizona. Beer here! Paula used to be a beer vendor. I was a beer vendor at Scottsdale Stadium, and I slung Miller Lite, so I was just throwing them out. There. Okay. Not literally. Okay, but just that cold, refreshing taste. The crack? Yes. Not the crack of the bat. Which is better, crack of the bat's crack of the beer can? Oh, I'd crack of the beer. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Miller Lite. It tastes like beer. How about that? That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And you should, too. They've been doing this since 1975. The original light beer. Everybody else is just trying to imitate them. Less filling, only 96 calories. Times change, but you can always enjoy the great taste of Miller Lite. Tastes like Miller time. Miller Lite. Get it delivered to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Washington head coach Kalen DeBoer is joining us now. Second year as the Huskies head coach. They're undefeated. They are ranked fifth in the nation. And they got a visit to USC coming up this weekend. Coach, how's morale? We're good. Yeah, it's uh, another game week, and, uh, you know, uh, the, the season, you know, it's slow kind of in the beginning, and then all of a sudden you get past the midway point, and it just flies by. But uh, we're enjoying the journey and uh, excited about a big game this weekend. When did you find out how good your team was? 
Well, I think I think we knew um, going into the season with a lot of returners um, from a season a year ago, um, eleven and two, and and a bowl game uh, victory uh, in the Alamo Bowl against Texas. Um, I think with a lot of those guys coming back, uh, we had a, an idea that uh, it would be a good year, um, and you know you just got to still you know catch some breaks and uh, stay healthy along the way, and uh, that's what we're trying to do here as we uh, grind out the last uh, month of the season. What's your uh, Michael Penix Jr. moment where you'll tell your kids about? Well, hopefully it's uh, still to come. <laughs> but, uh, um, man, there's just so many because um, there's the part about him as a person uh, and just who he is and um, the amazing things he does for our community and how big of a, a role model he is. Um, I mean, emails and phone calls and texts upon texts uh, of just what he's doing outside of the the buildings, the the building and the walls here. Um, but I think um, you did know, you know what you had with Michael Penix? So you get yeah, there and he transfers. Yeah, I, I mean he was he really talented. When I was with him in uh, 2019 at Indiana, you could tell he was special. Um, the arm strength and the accuracy, um, just kind of the instincts, instincts, and um, just you know could put it wherever he wanted to, whenever he did uh, want to, and uh, stood in the pocket and would take the hits if he knew he had a throw that could be made. Um, and then, you know, you see that happening now as the season goes along. And uh, probably the big moment would have been um, the the throw, the touchdown pass in the last uh, final minutes against Oregon here just a few weeks ago. But, uh, man, the guy's uh, become a dynamic leader, uh, just an amazing person overall. What does he do better than Caleb Williams? Oh, I don't know if I want to get into that. I think, uh, you know, they have different styles, um, different offenses. Um, you know, we uh, we love the way Michael runs our offense, but we certainly know this weekend that uh, we're going to have our hands full against a very good quarterback. You know, he's not the reigning Heisman for nothing. Um, just the ability to run and pass, uh, create, you know, eyes downfield. Uh, a lot of respect for what Caleb Williams is doing uh, there at USC. How do you simulate that in practice? We have we do have a couple uh, guys that can move around and and, and create, um, and so we just tell him uh, you're going to be wore out by the end of the week, and uh, he's doing a good job. Uh, Will Haskell is doing a good job trying to trying to make those things happen for us. What do you see with USC's defense that everybody seems to be taking advantage of? Well, you know what, you're probably not going to give me your secrets here, but this is a bad defense here. How do you take advantage of what has been a very bad defense? I think it's 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 really still. I mean, you can look at the last couple of weeks where we uh, haven't finished drives and uh, we just got to score touchdowns in the red zone. It's focusing on us, but doing what we do from from our, our motions and shifts and uh, you know just trying to cause some hesitation. And uh, you know they can run, um, they can fly around, uh, they're explosive, and so um, you know I think it's just more a matter of doing. What we try to do against every other team, it's uh, just you know making them communicate, making them have to make the plays, and and trusting that our athletes uh, are are uh, you know uh, have the talent and ability which they do uh, to go out there and get it done. Do your players know about your college career? No, we don't. We don't talk much about that. So uh, we're we're in their time right now. I so. think you should get some highlights. Are there highlights of your? I know you you were a really good receiver in college. I think you should just. Break that out like game film where they think they're going to be watching game film and then you just show them your highlight reel, Coach. I got a feeling there'll be a lot of laughs, a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of jabs uh, coming my way. So we're just better keeping that uh, on the down low, I think. So, But, uh, no, these guys are 
these guys, it's fun seeing these guys do what they do. Uh, we, we do have a great time together. Uh, I'm sure they've poked around a little bit here and there trying to figure out uh, who myself and many of the staff are. How many stops along the way have you had to get to where you are at Washington? I don't know the number, but um, it's got to be six, seven, eight, you know, a um, couple stops at Fresno uh, State, you know, two stops just at one place. One is an offensive coordinator, one is a head coach. But uh, wouldn't trade my journey for anything. Um, I think having the ability to be an assistant with so many good coaches, head coaches, um, build great relationships with, uh, you know, peers that were sitting in the same offensive staff room and, and as an assistant with myself, who, who many are on my staff right now, um, just the, the grind of it all, uh, continuing to learn, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Good luck this weekend, Coach. We appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's uh, Kalen DeBoer. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, we're Cavino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show, we never get to everything. Honestly, because this guy oh, is overpromising things we never have time for. Yeah, you blubber lips. Blaming me. Well, you know what? It's called overpromise. You should be good at it because you've been overpromising women for years. Well, it's a Cavino and Rich after show, and we want you to be a part of it. We're going to be talking sports, of course, but we're also going to talk life and relationships. And if Rich and I are arguing about something or we didn't have enough time, it will continue on our after show called Overpromised. Well, if you don't get enough Cavino and Rich, make sure you check out Overpromise and also uncensored by the way so maybe we'll go at it even a little harder it's going to be the best after show podcast of all time there you go over promising and remember you could see it on youtube but definitely join us listen to over promised with cavino and rich on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts discover betmgm the betting app sports fans in the capital region turn to for non-stop action all winter long Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Basketball fans know that things can be a little crazy this time of the year. Anything can happen. Last-minute buzzer beaters, gaps in health coverage. But when the last one happens, you need Affleck to help you bounce back from the expenses health insurance doesn't cover. You may have seen the Affleck duck working with some pretty famous coaches. But did you know Affleck is a leader in supplemental insurance? Look, health insurance wasn't designed to cover everything. So when an illness or injury happens... You can be hit with medical bills that some people don't have the cash on hand to pay. That's where Affleck comes in to help. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Affleck pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. 
It's never a good idea to try to play through an injury or illness, and that's why you got to level up your defense. When there's gaps in health coverage, Affleck has the assist for you. Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. You know what I did last summer? I went to Italy, and it was awesome. And you know what I did before that that was even more awesomer? I downloaded the Viator app, and I set up a bunch of great experiences for me and my family to enjoy. Like, we knew we were going to Rome, so I booked a day trip, a walking tour of ancient Rome. It was absolutely fantastic. We were heading up after that to Cinque Terre. I booked a boat cruise for the day, checked out all five villages. It was absolutely gorgeous. Speaking of gorgeous, uh, the captain of the boat that we were on was an absolute stud. He looked like his abs had been chiseled from the god Jupiter's own stomach. He was just an absolute piece of art. And you know what? If my wife had left me that day, uh, I would have been okay with it. Babe, you know what? You deserve happiness like that. Uh, So, fellas, just a heads up. uh, Check your captains. Uh, Anyway, I digress. Viator is a website and an app where you can book travel experiences uh, like the ones I just described. Uh, They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. There's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation and payment options and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use the code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking on the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences, you'll remember. Do more with Viator. He's Christopher Mad Dog Russo, Mad Dog Sports Radio. Yes, he's still on the radio, Sirius XM. You can see him on uh, First Take as well, and uh, weekdays on MLB with some high heat. Mad Dog joins us now. Hi, Chris. How are you? Good job with the Beatles. I didn't realize that story. Excellent on your part. Excellent job. Enjoyed that. Why today, Beatles? Is there an anniversary I'm not aware of? What's going on? The Beatles just had that song that came out uh, yesterday where it's called uh, Now and Then, where it was something that Paul or... uh, John wrote in the uh, mid-70s, recorded it. Yoko gave it to Paul. Paul, all these years, has been trying to come up with something, and he got together with Ringo and George while he was still alive, and then they put out that song uh, that was yesterday. So, Wow, how about that? I yeah. didn't realize that. Good job on your part. Boy, yeah. how can you have that? The Ron Howard documentary on the Beatles is tremendous. I'm sure you saw that. It's great. You did a great job with it. What did you think of Peter Jackson's documentary on the Beatles? Uh, the one that was the 10-part one? Yeah. Is, is that, I got a little bored with it, I have to admit. You know, it was the same thing day after day after day. It was unique, the month of January, and then you see the concert there on the top of the roof. But I did get a little bored with it, I have to admit. I got a little bored with it. But, I mean, you can tell how brilliant they are. And, you know, it comes so naturally. They can sit there and wake up after not sleeping. They can just show up at a thing, half in a bag, and they go out there <laughs> and they put songs together. That's how great they were. They, they weren't half in the bag as much as the Rolling Stones were. Oh, I agree. I completely agree with that. Uh, the Rolling Stones, you know, I didn't realize their first appearance on um, Sullivan was in June in 1964. And I think the Beatles was that previous February. So it was pretty close yeah. that the Stones did the Ed Sullivan show three or four months then after the Beatles basically woke up America when they did I Want to Hold Your Hand. When was that? I think February of 1964, if I'm not mistaken. I think. 
He's uh, Mad Dog Russo, and uh, you're still on the radio. I know that. Yes. I, I wasn't rooting for the Diamondbacks until you said that you would retire if the Diamondbacks got to the World Series. And I thought, well, I don't want you to retire, but I, I do want to see what you do if the Diamondbacks get to the World Series. Then you go to the World Series. You're in Arizona. How did the fans treat you when you got there? You know, funny, I was in the center field bleachers uh, where the radio crew was, you know, the high heat thing was on the field. The center field bleachers for the radio. So three days, you know, I'm on four to seven New York time, which is obviously about an hour before game time. That's, you know, one to four, and the game's at 5.03. So all the fans are low below me on that little ramp there in the center field bleachers. I would say 80% totally into it. Pictures, autographs, Mad Dog, don't retire. And then I would say 20% nasty. <laughs> Get out of here. What do you know about the baseball? Da 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 Retire already. So I would say about eight to eight of ten were good. 20% were bad. Now remember, I took my I Northern Arizona, my kids at Northern Arizona, who plays at UConn on uh, Monday night, by the way, their opener, and he's the third assistant. So I bought oh, cool. the, I got five tickets Monday night to bring the coaches down. So that was sort of a little camouflage. How are they going to boo me when I'm kissing my kid who I haven't seen since August? That's number one. I'll tell you the guy who gets it is that is Tori Lovello. Yeah. He is, well, you know that better than anybody. He he understands entertainment. You know, he grew up on the set of All in the Family because his father was the executive producer of ER, which is a CBS show. So he grew up on the set of All in the Family, so he understands entertainment. So he got it the whole way through. And sort of Derek Cole, their CEO, some of the fans got a little nasty. That's part of the deal. You got Now, who thought I was going to retire anyway? You didn't think that for crying out loud. I thought it would have been an unbelievable move. Unbelievable yeah. if you walked away from your radio show, which is, that's is that where you made the guarantee? Yes, I did. Okay, so I thought, now granted, you're walking away from a lot of money, but that would have been ultimate in because we do this a lot oh if that team wins i'll walk to philadelphia like that local people like to do those things if you said no this is my word you're a man of integrity did you even think of how did it go over with your wife at home when you said hon i did something stupid well, the one thing she didn't like was the bikini walk down Fifth Avenue. <laughs> okay, so, Howard Stern wanted you to wear a bikini. Uh, that, so that wasn't going to work. Is Mrs. Russo was not going to stand for that, and I can't blame her. Uh, you know, she's used to the nonsense. <laughs> um, I don't think she heard it. You know, the first thing that I was going to give up, Dan, was going to the UConn game on Monday night. Did you know that? No. That was the first thing I said. Here's if they win the two in Philly, six and seven, I won't go. I'm not going to work Monday. I won't go to UConn, Northern Arizona. And then I said, hold on now, that uh, that's too painful. I got to be there for his first game. So then I threw in a retire. I could care less. <laughs> so in essence, I really probably should have shown the guts. You're a thousand percent correct. I probably should have done that. So I have to take the responsibility that I was too carefree about it. And if you want to call me mad fraud instead of mad dog, I, <laughs> I, I have to live with it. I have to live with it. The funny thing is, you probably don't know this, is I wasn't going to the World Series. I was not going. When I did that, that was Tuesday. They win Tuesday night. I go do the first take on Wednesday morning. Did you know that baseball called me at 11 a.m.? Chris, you have to go to the World Series. 
Now, how could you not go now? I couldn't go to the first two games. I said, okay, I'll maneuver. I got to get the radio out there. It's a lot of moving parts. You know, you got to make sure you have a set for the first take. I got to leave for four days. Plus, I did the Hall of Fame last night in New York. I'm seeing it, so I had to make sure I got back for that. Make a long story short, I said, oh, here's the deal. I'll go to the three games in Arizona, which is what I did. He's Mad Dog Russo, and uh, you can uh, hear him in the afternoon, Sirius XM. Also, high heat and first take. Why is it we have a record book for Wilt Chamberlain and then everybody else, but we don't have a record book just for Babe Ruth and everybody else? Because Wilt, to me, is Babe Ruth of of basketball. But it feels like, you know, because Wilt made his debut and had like 41 points and 40 rebounds in, in his like second or third game in the NBA. But that Wilt's numbers don't matter. They're not like real. Why is that? Uh, you know, I mean, I, it's a, a little different. I mean, uh, the 100 points will stand up in history, you know, Dan. Everybody's going to know who follows basketball. Hershey PA against the Knicks. He scores 100 points. Now, there was a lot of things about that game. I know you know this. I don't know if our audiences do that are a little weird. You know, first off, did you know the Sixers, the Warriors at the time? You know, they fouled the Knicks in the last 10 minutes of the game, every five seconds to stop the clock, make the Knicks shoot the free throws so they can get Wilt the ball to get the 100. So that's if that happened today, people would be screaming. I know I would, wouldn't like that. And the Knicks tried to throw the ball all over the place and play keep away so they wouldn't get fouled. And then they tried to foul Will a lot to make sure he missed some free throws because the whole idea was the Knicks didn't want him to get to 100, and Philly did. The game was a blowout, so they fooled him out the game a lot. And that's how – and he shot 28 of 32 from the line that night, which is pretty amazing, in Hershey, Pennsylvania, in front of 4,000 people. But you're right. The Wilt numbers uh, – what, what number do you think was more significant there for a period of time? Wilt's 100 or – Aaron or uh, Ruth 714? I would say 714 because that was over a career. Whereas Wilt had that wonderful night. You know, Kobe had 81. Elgin Baylor had a big night. Like, guys have had big nights. Babe 714 was, you know, that was felt unapproachable. I mean, I 100 does, but I've asked players, and they feel like in today's game, shooting threes, that if somebody, you know, really had one of those nights that you could come close. I mean, Kobe had 81, but that game was close with Toronto. Last game of the year. Well, no, it wasn't the last game of the year. No, it wasn't the last game. Anyway, that was the the game against uh, Dallas. Uh, when he had a big game in his last game. Oh, of the year. Utah. Utah. Yeah. Uh, he had a big game. Yeah, but now he didn't have, he had, but he had 50. He didn't have 81. No. Uh, Yes, I mean, I, uh, I, you know, I could see somebody going out there making 23s, you know, something crazy like that, that's 60 points. I could then, you know, make some free throws and everything else. But the game uh, has to be close, though, yes, I think, to stay in the game. The, the game does have to be close. I think the routes, it's tricky. I think the game has to be close. Um, you know, listen, Ruth, he had so many unbelievable numbers I think all the numbers get obscured by the home runs. I mean, it's a 341 or 340-something lifetime hitter. You know, he hit the 60 homers that Maris surpassed. Uh, you know, his runs scored, his RBIs, his walks, his on-base percentage. You can have a catalog and pitching. of numbers. I think the two that stand out are the 60 and the 714. I mean, even, I mean, even today, people know that Ruth would follow baseball. Now, Judge broke it. 
Maris broke it, but they knew that Ruth was the first to hit the magical number of 60. Uh, you know, Wilt's number, the one number you know is the 100. I, I think people know that he's averaged 50 a game in that same season. I think people know that. Don't you think most base basketball fans know that in 62, he averaged 50.2 points a game? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think... I don't think anybody would be surprised that he averaged 50. I, like he had, no, they, no they, they put two and two together. No, I don't know if they go. I think they know 100 points and Will Chamberlain and these numbers. Uh, but he would put up big numbers against Bill Russell. Oh, he sure did. He. As a matter of fact, the game that you referred to there, when he had 41, and that was the first game he had against Russell. Oh, he played great against Russell. No way. No, he didn't play great necessarily against him in the playoffs, but he played. Did you see the Chamberlain documentary on Showtime? Yeah. They did a great job at that. That was excellent. And the, and the, they showed you all sorts of highlights as a player. They brought up the fact that he had the torn ACL and it came back early in 1960. He heard it in 68, 69. He heard it the following year. He came back against the Knicks. And how about that tremendous scene they showed you at Kansas when they retired his number? And he's crying at mid-court at halftime of a Kansas game, which I had never seen before. Had you seen that? No, I had not. I had never seen That was a CBS game. I don't remember that. That yeah. was great. I know. He was going at the half, crying about this game he took to his grave, and then he died eight months later. When is it too soon to have, I don't like to say hot take, but Victor Wambayama is going to be one of the great players of all time. I agree. Okay. I, I know I we're only a couple, we're five games in, but I, and I, I don't deal with hyperbole or hot takes, but I'm just looking at this. The only thing that will prevent him from being one of the all-time greats will be injury. His body. Yeah. His body. I, I saw the first two games, uh, parts of it when he was at home, they split, and you could just tell he's all over the place. I, I had PJ on about uh, last week, and I said, you know, one thing here, PJ, is I could see Pop not playing in that many games. And he, and P, and he said, you know, Pop will play him plenty of games, not 82. But he'll play him 75 games where they keep the minutes down. Yeah. So he won't, you know, he'll play him a lot of games where they keep the minutes down. But how about the game last night? He scores 38 points. He makes big baskets all over the place. He shoots threes. Now he's frail. He's frail. Um, you know, but uh, he's going to keep Pop in the league for the next 10 years. I mean, that's all there is to it. I mean, and Pop loves it anyway, which is a great thing for the NBA. And, you know, they beat Phoenix twice. That's two good wins yeah. on the road against Phoenix. He scores 38 points. What do you have, 13 rebounds last night? I think you he's 38-10. But, you know, here's Pop, who struggled the last couple of years, and he finds his next Tim Duncan, whereas Bill Belichick has struggled. Good point. And he's trying to find a Victor Wambayama to keep right, his career going. Yeah, yeah you got to find a quarterback. I mean, he found the player now, Pop, with the draft pick with a lottery – that he can win some championships with. And and Belichick has not found a quarterback. Mac Jones, I'm not trying to kill him, but let's be fair, he's not a Super Bowl quarterback. He has not found a Super Bowl quarterback after Brady. So one guy is going to go down in flames, and the other guy is going to have a tremendous uh, a, tre a tremendous send-off. So it's, it's amazing how it works. tells you you got to have the players. You know, if you have the players, the great coach can do his thing. You don't have the players, I don't care who you are. The coach is gonna he's gonna struggle. Belichick's won one one playoff game without Brady in his career. With Testaverde, he beat the Patriots. One playoff game in an illustrious Hall of Fame kind of career, when you think about it. I want to touch on your sport before we say goodbye. Bruce Bochi is one of the nicest people I've ever met in baseball and probably was a Hall of Famer before he got this Absolutely. win. 
yep. with with the Rangers. But the Rangers played a different style of baseball. They weren't. It wasn't predicated on we're going to strike everybody out or we're going to you know hit home runs. That it felt a little more of what baseball used to be. I don't know if this is just a one-off, an aberration, but did the Rangers' offensive strategy, did they kind of stumble upon something here that might be imitated around the league? Maybe more so Arizona with their base with their base stealing and yeah. bunning and speed okay. and athleticism. I mean, let's face it, Texas still hit the ball out of the ballpark. I mean, Seager hit home runs. Simeon hit two big home runs. You know, they still stay, They still hit some home runs in this series. Is Seager a Hall of Famer? Yes, he's on his way. I'm not this second, but, I mean, Dan, he's a two-time MVP, two different teams. Only Reggie can say that. Yeah, but Reggie had a better resume. Seager's yeah, got a 1,000 hits, but, but right. at that I mean, position. A, yeah, Seager's not a Hall of Famer this second if he retired tomorrow. But he puts another three, four years like this. He is a top ten player in the sport. Okay, the we brought this up. Would you rather be Mike Trout or Corey Seager? Seager. Would you rather be Julian Edelman or Randy Moss? Moss. I know Edelman's got the Super Bowls. Okay. All right. I'm just curious about that. But hey, you know, you're right. Edelman's got the Super Bowls, but Moss is the has the greatness. Seager has both. See, Seager and Shot have both. Uh, because they're both probably going to be a Hall of Famer. Zetterman's not a Hall of Famer. No. So here's the point. Would you rather be a Hall of Famer without the rings or very good with the rings? Boy, that's a tough call. Yeah, we, yeah we debate. Would you rather be Eli or Dan Marino? Both will make it Hall of Fame. But let's say Eli wasn't going to be in the Hall of Fame. I think you'd probably rather take the rings, right? <laughs> probably. Here's yeah. something for you you may not be aware of. When Wilt averaged 50, he averaged 25 rebounds. He didn't win the MVP. Who did? Bill Russell, named MVP, but he was named All-NBA second team. So Russell... Wow. <laughs> so they named Russell the MVP. And he was second and, team All-NBA. And Wilt was first team All-NBA. I didn't know that. I don't know if anybody has ever been MVP and not first team All-NBA. That is a great one. Wow. Yeah. You got into an interesting theme today. I'm going to use that myself on my show a little later on. Good job. Dude. Right. That's what I, come on. I get don't, don't make any stupid predictions. Sorry. Yeah, no more. That's For a it. while. For a while. <laughs> Great to talk to you, dog. Feel it. Thank you, buddy. Mad Dog Russo. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 
2025 QX80 coming this summer. Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane, back to reality. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply.